Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, John June. And on this, of course, on this uh, lovely Thursday evening, uh, before it gets all snowy, got my guy here, Greg Penniman. Greg, how we feeling today? Feeling real good. Uh, you know, week 18 is here. Uh, the last week of the regular season. I'm I'm very excited for some some playoff football. Uh, I usually really like the matchups that's coming about, but we gotta finish strong for those that are in that two week playoff and those leagues where they're in that week 18 uh finals. I mean, I was in one last year, and the reason why I got out is because I'm not about that life, but I'm here for the people that are about that life. So <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. We gotta be here for the people that that unfortunately do have to uh to live that life. But hey, you know, reach out to your your league commissioner. Uh, let him know. Just threaten to leave, if, if the, you know. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is not a good year uh, to use the games as an example because we have a lot of competitive games, a lot of teams with uh, something to play for Definitely. going into this weekend, whether it's you know seeding or it's um, you know potentially you know being in making it to the playoffs in general. But imagine um, getting to like the finals with Joe Burrow, and then now you're here, like. It's messed up. Hey man, Brandon Brandon Allen might have to carry you the rest of the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um well, like you said, week 18, we're going to break down the uh, the Saturday games. We got two on the slate. Also going to break down the 1 p.m. games here and then we'll obviously do a part 2 on Saturday where we'll break down the remaining slate of games, uh, which only includes uh, Sunday football, no Monday night football, as that is over. So, uh, before we start, though, we're gonna do our streams of the week. So, Greg, your quarterback stream of the week. What do you got this week? Uh, yeah, I mentioned during the waiver wire pod, going to go with Carson Wentz. Um, going against Jacksonville, I believe he's 46% rostered. Um, just the matchup is good. Uh, team that a game that you know indeed really needs to win. They still have a chance to to get in there. I think they're going to dominate either with Jonathan Taylor. He's going to get a lot of carries, but also I think Carson Wentz is going to have a lot to do with this. Um, definitely not the game he won it last week, but two weeks ago, 225 and two touchdowns. I'm expecting more of that performance uh, from him in this one. Yeah, I almost went with Carson Wentz as well. Uh, I, I just, you know, it's it's always going to be difficult with that because it's it could very well be a JT week yeah. any given day. But uh, I'm actually going to go in the same game with my stream of the week, and and I literally hate doing this, but Trevor Lawrence, 26% roster going up against Indianapolis. But you know, unless you you know you you want to play Jordan Love, assuming Rodgers doesn't play, or or Gardner Minshew, assuming Jalen Hurts doesn't play, uh, you know Tyler Huntley, uh, and you know and you know assuming Tyler Huntley and Taysom Hill aren't available in your league, uh, then I. I guess I could be convinced to play Trevor Lawrence and I'm, you know, I'm very, uh, I'm hesitant to even throw this one out there, but when I look at the list of guys available this week and the matchups, um, you know, he's, he's, he's the only guy that's available that really stuck out to me. Uh, but yeah, 
Greg, what about a tight end? Uh, just bringing it full circle, man. You know, I started Tyler Conklin, man. You know, I feel like we used him a lot early in the year. Uh, Got to finish strong with him. Uh, season high last week of nine targets. That ties the season high. Uh, had five receptions for 47 yards. I think he was a you know very good safety net. Um, so, and Kirk Cousins should be back in this one. Got this matchup against Chicago. Uh, not a very decent matchup. Chicago's been decent against tight ends this year. Pretty good. But I think you know he's just been a safety net for quarterbacks this year. Um, and he should be good to go. Yeah, I like I like Tyler Conklin. Uh, I'm gonna go with Foster Moreau, a guy I went with last week. Uh, 22% rostered. Gets to go up against the LA Chargers, and this was the blow up spot that Noah Fant was in last week. Uh, and it comes at you know a, a kind of a good time here for Foster Moreau, who uh, over these last three weeks averages you know has a 15% target share. Uh, and, and with this game script that you know, that I'm projecting for this game. I've seen with about five targets and the chargers have allowed at least four targets and at least uh, 9.6 PPR points to the opposing tight end one over these last three weeks. Uh, I expect Moreau to have a a nice fantasy day here. Definitely like that. Greg, what about a defense? And I feel like we might have the same one here, but uh, what do you got? Yeah. If, I'm going to go against the grain. I mean, not against the grain because, I mean, Cleveland, I guess, is the easy answer going against, uh, you know, Cincinnati. But I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm going to go with Washington. They're playing the Giants. You could take any defense playing the Giants, honestly, as you're streaming the week. Uh, it's just the offense that, honestly, is looking like a college offense. Like, if, if they played Georgia, I really think Georgia could get some points on them uh, with that D-line and stuff. So, Washington think they get a couple points here for sure. They're only 25% roster, so they're out there. Uh, definitely going to get some turnovers, and they're not going to allow a lot of points. Yeah, you, you kind of threw me off the scent there when you started <laughs> talking about Cleveland and Cincinnati because I, I did consider that game. Uh, yeah. I did consider going to that game with, obviously, the, the situation potentially there with the backups, but I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm going with the Washington football team, <laughs> 25% rostered, uh, and they get to play against the Giants, so sign me up. Yeah, sign me up. Man. Any, I mean, yes, any of these guys – that you know are having these backup quarterbacks start um definitely pay attention to the news and you can pretty much add one of them and they won't kill you no 100 percent uh yeah. definitely one of those things you're looking at sunday morning uh saturday depending on what what game we're talking about you know you can make something happen there but let's jump into the games and and like i said we got two saturday games the first one here the uh starts at 4 30 p.m we've got the 11 and 5 kansas city chiefs traveling to Denver to take on the seven and nine Denver Broncos. This game has a uh, 45-point total where your Kansas City Chiefs are 10.5-point favorites. Greg, in terms of the injuries here, Denver's okay. Kansas City, uh, Clyde Wizzler, he's obviously dealing with that shoulder. He's expected to be out. And Lucas Nang, who's filling in for Orlando Brown, uh, who suffered a calf injury in the game, you know, pre pregame uh, before the Bengals game. Uh, he's he's also out. So if they don't have Orlando Brown, they don't have Lucas Nang. They're down their top two left tackles there. Uh, Greg, where are you at with this matchup here? I'm going to take the over. Uh, I'm going to take Denver to cover, but I'm going to take the Chiefs to win. Um, I think. I mean, this game is for, you know, Chiefs have a chance to get the one seed, so they're going to try to go really hard. I know they want, you know, the Super Bowl, like the path to go through Arrowhead. Uh, a team should want that for sure. So 
on the Chiefs side, you know, your regular people you're starting, uh, you know, it's not Q in this situation here. Mahomes, uh, Kelsey, uh, Hill, um, um, Darren Waller, if he's, you know, he's gone, Clyde was still being hurt. He's actually deeming this out. So Darren Williams Did is RB1. Did you say Darren Waller? Darren Williams. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Darren Williams, <laughs> RB1 for sure. Uh, even in the tough matchup at, on the road against Denver, I still think he's a low on RB1 with the volume he's getting. Um, and, you know, already know Kelsey Hill you're playing. On Denver's side, it's just the running backs I'm looking at, Javante and Melvin Gordon, if he's able to go. Um, I think both of them are able to go. So they're, they're, they're looking like those mid-tier RB2s for me. Um, obviously, one of them has RB1 upside if they can score a touchdown. Yeah, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take Kansas City to cover. going to take Kansas City to win the game here. Uh, on the Denver side, uh, Noah Fant has kind of been, you know, he's been on a little bit of a run here. Um, so I, I, I'm definitely going to have him in tight end one territory this week. Uh they 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 frustrate me so much with this backfield. It doesn't seem like they're gonna hand it to anybody. Uh, but I will. No. Uh, I will just. I will always lean Javante uh, just because I'm, yeah. I'm I'm wired that way. Man, and, he's uh, also one of the leaders in missed tackles this year. He's just the better player. He is. Yeah, but they just don't give him the ball. But he's a guy. Next year. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is MGG, is, is, am I going on like a contract year or something? Like, I think he, I think he is in the last year of his deal. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Cortland Sutton uh, definitely gets a bump here this week with with Drew Locke. He he gets a he has a twenty one percent target sure. share over Drew these Locke last week. <laughs> he loves Cortland Sutton. So if you need help at receiver, um, you know, you know, maybe maybe you maybe you don't have Devontae Adams or you don't have. Uh, you know, because of maybe the Packers sit them, or maybe you don't have one of the Bengals receivers, then uh, I, I, I'm in the, you know, I could be talked into picking a Cortland Sutton up and start him with Drew Locke under center. Thanks. Moving on to, uh, oh, sorry, I didn't talk about Kansas City side. The Kansas City side is all the usual suspects for me Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, uh, Daryl Williams, and Derek, Gar- Derek Gore. Uh, they're they're both in play RB two and RB three respectively. Obviously, Daryl Williams has more upside, um, you know, being how he he gets the goal line work as well as the reception work as well. So, um, Daryl Williams definitely obviously has RB one upside, but I'm just ranking him as an RB two. Moving on to the next matchup here on uh, Saturday, 8:15 p.m. We've got the 11 and five Dallas Cowboys traveling to Philadelphia to take on the nine and seven Philadelphia Eagles. This game has a 43 point total and the Dallas Cowboys are seven point favorites in terms of the weather. We're OK on that front uh, in terms of injuries uh, for Dallas left tackle Tyrone Smith. Um, everything do everything defensive player linebacker swiss army defensive end michael parsons and cornerback anthony brown are all on the covid 19 list and are all expected to be out of this game uh for philadelphia they've had a covid breakout um literally i i would probably be better served to tell you which players are probably expected to play or not on the covid list um it's really hard for me to trust anyone on the philly mm-hmm. side because because of that, but I will take the under here. I'm going to take Dallas to cover. I'm going to take Dallas to win. Uh, on the Dallas side, Dalton Schultz should have quite the day on Saturday. Um, 
you know, Dak looks to be in a bad spot on paper, but depending who Philly throws out there and we'll, and we'll, we will know the answer on Saturday uh, because they do play on Saturday night. Uh, he, he might not be such a bad play uh, depending if you know, he might be playing against backups and third stringers. Uh, Zeke and Pollard, you know, they're going to be the RB twos uh, with Zeke, you know, getting the slightly higher bump for me, um, you know, being the lead guy down there in the red zone. And then on the Philly side, I, I really don't want to recommend anybody because I don't know who they're going to play. I mean, given their playoff situation, um, you know, they could end up the seven, the six or the seven seed. It doesn't really matter for them. Um, you know, they've got this COVID situation. Uh, we know with this, you know, new strain of COVID, uh, the Omicron that like, you know, people have been physically exhausted. Tyreek Hill had talked about it. Some of these other guys that have come off the COVID list to play uh, have, you know, you've seen a, a dip in their production. So like, even if these guys come back, can you even trust them uh, to give you a strong performance here? Uh, like I'm, I really don't know what to do. So given everything, I, you know, in the championship week, I, I probably going to sit Philly out. Yeah, I'm going to go with the under as well. I'm going to take Philly to cover, but I'm going to take Dallas to win um, on Dallas side. Uh, yeah. The Cowboys, do have some seating to play for. So I do think, you know, Dak plays well uh, as a lone QB1. Zinka Pollard are both also, I agree with you in that that RB2 category. Um, and then the receivers, you know, we treat them as the same. Hopefully CD Lamb could just get something going. Hopefully he could just, I know, you didn't, it's crazy. Like, I didn't even <laughs> mention them. I didn't I even think, think, think to even talk about them. I mean, with the rankings right now, well, Gallup being hurt, uh, turning his ACL, Target's got to get a little bump to CeeDee Lamb. Cooper as well. Uh, I mean, I think Cooper could be really ranked higher at this point uh, than Lamb. Um, so I think in that strong wide receiver two category for both of them, Schultz is going to definitely have a day. Uh, and on the Eagles side, I agree. Unless um, Boston Scott is playing, then I'm really not interested in any of them. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see them risking. This is a team that has really bad in, injury like luck. So make it into the playoffs. They want to get there healthy. Yeah, I will add one point to the receivers. I, I would be willing to play Sed Will. Uh, Sed Will. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. Um, Actually, plays yeah. in the slot and he's he gets targeted every time he's out there. So, yeah. uh, moving on to the next matchup, let's talk about the 13 and three Green Bay Packers traveling to Detroit. Take on the two 13 and one Detroit Lions. This game takes place Sunday at 1 p.m. This 45-point total where the Packers are three-and-a-half-point favorites here. This game takes place in a dome, so no weather concerns. In terms of injuries on the Detroit side, Jared Goff, he was limited with a knee injury. Uh, on the Green Bay side, Aaron Jones, he was limited with a knee injury. Aaron Rodgers was limited with a toe injury. There's a similar situation here where Green Bay, no matter what happens on Sunday, they are the one seed. They will they will walk into a bye, so they could potentially really give their guys two weeks off here, especially their veterans, especially guys like Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers who, who are dealing with some injuries. So, Greg, given all of this, where are you at with this game here? I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the – Lines to cover, but I'm gonna still take the Packers to win. Um, yeah, I don't know if I really want anyone in this game except Amon Ross St. Brown, honestly. Uh, and that's, I mean, if I mean, if Swift's gonna play, then he's in low and RB2 category for me, but 
that would be about it. Yeah. Yeah, I am going to take the over here. Uh, I'm going to take Detroit to cover, and I'm going to take Detroit to win. Uh, I don't think they want to mess up that. Is Detroit locked into the number one seat? I mean, number one pick? I feel like they should be. They're the only. They're going to be the only. They're the only. Oh no, there's another two win team. Because they have a tie. They do have a tie. I mean, oh, Jacksonville is the other two. I don't know, man. I, don't, I can't see them messing this up, yo. <laughs> I don't know, yo. I don't know. <laughs> but isn't a tie better? They already the Jacksonville already has a number one pick because a tie is better than a loss. You're right. So. Jacksonville, so Jacksonville loses, they they have the number one pick. Yeah, Jacksonville loses, they have the number one pick, and so yeah, I think Detroit wins this game. I I just feel like you know playing against Green Bay's backups potentially uh, Detroit, like they they play hard every game that they play in, regardless of who they're playing. Yeah, so this that's true. This is going to be a, a good opportunity for them to get a win. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, he's going to take it home for us. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, maybe you could play Swift this week. I mean, they played him last week. He was mm-hmm. limited in terms of his touches, his opportunities. But you got to maybe, you know, make the make the assumption here that he sees more work, you know, a week later. Right. Like, you know, he, he gets ramped up a little bit. So if you played him last week and, and you are, you know, or you have no other options, you know, I would be willing to throw him out there as a high upside flex. Um, on the Green Bay side, yeah, similar boat to, for me here is Philadelphia. Uh, they don't need this game, so there's no incentive to play. So, like, I would treat all these guys as, like, high upside players because, like, not high upside plays, like, like, like high, like, not even high risk or high reward. There's, like, really low, there's, like, low ceiling outcomes with all these players because yeah, really what you're banking on is that they come in score a touchdown and then you they don't play again yeah yeah something like that happens right so like i'm not really banking on any of these players to play maybe like i don't know not your non-starter so like maybe alan lazard or like do they still have a community st brown like i mean yeah (laughs) maybe (laughs) i can see them like getting some dfs action though for sure josiah good josiah dewara the tight end yes (laughs) absolutely I, i don't know who they're the, the the issue is what do you do with the running backs, right? Like, oh AJ Dillon, I AJ mean, Dillon, right? Like, AJ like, Dillon. but is he like a starter? Like, is he good enough for them to be like, oh, we should probably rest him because they don't have. Remember, they lost Kylan Hill. Like, they they True. I feel like they they he, lost the other running back. He's definitely important for the playoff run. That's that's what they want. Just in Lambeau code and just getting it done with him. So yeah, yeah maybe he's in starter level now. You're right. Maybe he sits too. Yeah, so I would find out. Especially if there's news about potential running backs getting activated off the practice squad, right? Like if Green Bay activates a running back off the practice squad, uh, then whoever that third string guy is, you know, potentially maybe get some work. And if you see Aaron Jones isn't active or something like that, or maybe they just go ahead and inactivate both of those guys, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, they just make it kind of easy for us. So that that would be really helpful for like you know some. Sunday morning DFS if you're if you're doing that kind of stuff there but uh, especially if you are in New York where apparently we will be able to yeah, uh, to, let's a, go. <laughs> to officially and legally online sports bet in the New York State area so that'll be exciting for us here um, let's move on 
Or I didn't know. Let's not move on. No, you you, no, you talked about this game because it was very short and sweet. You said yeah. his name was Amon Ross St. Brock. Yes, uh, we'll, we'll move on to the next matchup here. We got the 6-10 and 10 Chicago Bears traveling to Minnesota to take on the 7-9 and nine Minnesota Vikings. This game has a 45-point total where the Minnesota Vikings are three-and-a-half-point favorites. In terms of injuries, Justin Fields for the Bears was placed on the COVID list. Jaquin Grant was added to the injured reserve. And on Minnesota, they have a bit of a COVID breakout. Uh, Greg, where are you at with term, in terms of this game here? I'm going to take the under. Um, I'm going to take Minnesota to cover and Minnesota to win. Also because I want Chicago to lose. You know, I need that. That Giants need that second pick for, you know, the high, high, high value to get Russell Wilson. So, uh, going to take Minnesota to win as well. Um, on Minnesota side, I'm still Kirk Cousins should be back, uh, ready to go. So I have him in that actually, you know, mid tier, actually high in QB two territory. Uh, Dalvin Cook, you know, RB one. They're going to give him the volume. Jefferson, you already know, wide receiver one, top two play. Uh, and Tyler Conklin, my streamer of the week, should get some action, especially with. Uh, down the stretch without Adam Thielen and stuff like that. He should get a, close to 10 targets again, hopefully. And on the Bears side, uh, Dave Montgomery is probably the only one I'm looking Oh, Darnell Mooney, of course. He's been really playing very well down the stretch. Uh, Give me wide receiver two value. Uh, yeah, and Dave Montgomery as well. Those two I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to on the game here. We're going to take the under. going to take Minnesota to cover Minnesota to win in terms of Chicago side. Dave Montgomery, uh, he's in a wonderful spot here to close out. Close it out for these loyal managers. Uh, top six running back for me this week. Uh, Darnell Mooney, uh, definitely in wide receiver two territory, like you said. He's been on uh, these these last few weeks. Uh, and the Cole Komet, he's borderline tight end one. Uh, you know, he, he, did, he, he did decent in this spot a few weeks ago. Uh, for Minnesota, Dalvin Cook, top four running back play. Uh, Jefferson, he's a wide receiver <clears> for sure. Uh, and then actually, I have Kirk Cousins you know, slightly outside of the startable range uh, as a QB. Uh, he's the QB 20 for me this week. Uh, but, you know, being in such a good offense, attached to a player like Jefferson, obviously he can yeah. definitely be in line. But Chicago has been, you know, pretty good against quarterbacks in recent weeks. Granted, that could be due to a, their easy schedule as well. So um, let's move on to the next matchup. We've got the 9-7 and seven Indianapolis Colts traveling to Jacksonville to take on the two and 14 Jacksonville Jaguars. This game has a 44 point total where the Indianapolis Colts are 15 and a half point favorites in terms of injuries. Indianapolis is okay. As is Jacksonville in terms of the game here, I'm going to take the under, I'm going to take the Colts to cover. I'm also going to take the Colts to win Uh, for the Colts side. JT, he is the RB one for me this week. Um, Michael Pittman jr. A wide receiver two. Um, that's really going to be, you know, going to be it for me on the Jacksonville side, unless, you know, I'm on the Indy side, unless you, you know, you do need a quarterback, then I do think Carson Wentz is definitely in play. Uh, Luquan Treadwell, uh, on Jacksonville, he's a wide receiver too, for me this week. Uh, he's been coming on lately. Uh, you know, he's, he's definitely been in, you know, he's been in start usable territory, but I think right now, like given the, you know, the, this week and the situation at receiver, he's definitely a wide receiver too. Uh, and a good Wale, uh, he's a value, a volume based RB two for me. Uh, and then obviously Trevor Lawrence is my reluctant, reluctant uh, quarterback stream of the week. 
Yeah, I'm with you on the game. I have the over, though. I think the Colts is just going to destroy this team. Colts covering, Colts winning. JT should have, hopefully, I mean, they, they want to get in, so they got to bang it for 30 carries maybe for uh, JT. Yeah, he should destroy. Uh, I like Carson Wentz in this matchup uh, to put up points, getting into Michael Pittman, who's a wide receiver, too, for me. Uh, and on the Colts side, I do agree with you with La- Laquan Treble. He's been uh, a great streaming option the last couple of weeks, um, you know, leading the team in targets uh, and, and production um, as a pass catcher. And Dario Gumawale, mentioned him in the waiver wire a couple of weeks ago. He's going to get that volume, at least 15 to 17 carries. So definitely got to sneak him into that RB2 category just based on volume. Hey, 34-7 is still destroying and still hits the under. I thought about this. <laughs> true, true. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's move on to this next matchup. We got the 11-5 Tennessee Titans traveling to Houston, taking on the 4-12 and Houston Texans. This game has a 43-point total. The Tennessee Titans are 10-point favorites. In terms of the weather here, we're okay. Uh, this game is in a dome, obviously. Uh, actually, uh, Houston's okay in terms of injuries. On the Tennessee side, the King is making his return. He's been oh, designated to, from injury reserve. And, of course, we're talking about King Henry, Derek Henry, <laughs> who has 972, I believe. I think that's the number. I'm going off off memory here. He's that contract rushing, incentive. <laughs> rushing yard. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Like, I don't know if there's some incentive for a thousand yard season or something, but anyway, uh, he's making his return. Greg, where are you at with this matchup here? For this matchup, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Tennessee to cover and Tennessee to win. Um, talk about a game for Derek Henry to come back to get you get Houston. Like, that's just a nice little tune up for you right before playoff time. So I have slide Henry right back into that top, top three play. Uh, it doesn't matter. He's the best player on this team, one of the best players in the NFL. Um, so I like him there. Uh, A.J. Brown, I think, is, you know, he's going to get a high number of targets. Uh, you, you Hopefully he can produce in this one. You know, Tennessee really wants should really want this number one seed. So I think he's in falls into wide receiver two category for me. Of course, he has wide receiver one upside because he's A.J. Brown. Um, but I'm going to rank him in wide receiver two. And on Houston side, uh, Brandon Cooks and uh, Rex Burkhead. I mean, they've been doing it for people down the stretch. I think that's the the, the play for for um, you know people that have Houston players. Yeah, I'm gonna take the over here. I'm gonna take Houston to cover. I'm gonna take Tennessee to to win the game here on the Houston side. Brandon Cooks, wide receiver one. Rex Burkhead, a running back two. Um, probably where where I'm gonna stop it there. But on the Tennessee side, AJ Brown. He is a wide receiver one. Uh, Deontay Foreman. I I'm of the frame of mind. I don't think Derrick Henry comes back this week. Uh, you know, because oh, could could give him two weeks off, right? Like up, you know, that's true. If they get yeah, the win, yeah, you you should right? still get the win without him. Right, you should still get the win without him. You're playing Houston. Get the win without him. You get him another week off. True, true. And and now you get Derrick Henry in the playoffs with like fresh, like fresh, healthy, ready to go. Um, but that's just my thought. If he does go right, like he's in a he's like an emergency break the glass type player for me. Yeah, yeah. Really, all it takes is like one like 30, 40, 50 yard run with Derrick Henry. Like if they're going to play him and they're going to give him opportunities like they're not going to play him to not give him the ball. Right. Like I, even if it's like at five, least at the goal line. Yeah. Right? Give him like five carries, carries, five carries. But right? like, <laughs> even if it's just like it's the t- first off, it's the Texans. 
Second yeah. off, like it could just be like one like fifty yard, forty yard run, right? So like he but that's strictly like break the emergency type player for me. Uh otherwise I think Deontay Foreman is a borderline RB one. I think Dontrell Hilliard is an RB two. Uh that's probably gonna be it for me in this game though. Yeah, I agree with you. If Derek Henry can't go, Dante Foreman is a great play. Moving on to this next matchup, we got the 6-10 and 10 Washington football team traveling to MetLife to take on the 4-12 and 12 New York Giants. This game has a 38-point total. Damn, that's low. Uh, <laughs> Washington football team. Hey, not. <laughs> Vegas knows for a reason. Uh, in terms of this in terms of the weather here, there's like a 60% chance of some thunderstorms and some precipitation in this game during kickoff. Uh, in terms of injuries for the Giants, like who isn't on the injury report? Uh, it's practically like everybody. Uh, for Washington, Antonio Gibson, he was limited with a hip injury, and Ricky Seals-Jones was a DMP with a concussion. Uh, and then cornerback William Jackson was placed on the COVID list. In the terms of this game here, I'm going to take the under, even with the 38-point total. I'm going to take the Giants to cover because Washington, the Giants are bad, but sleep. Washington is bad, too. <laughs> so I'm going to take the Giants to cover. I'm going to take Washington to win. In terms of the fantasy stuff, Saquon Barkley is an RB2. That's it for me. And whoever the starting running back is for the Washington football team, that's who I want to play. Whether it's Antonio Gibson, if, he's, <laughs> if he goes, or it's Jarrett Patterson, if Antonio Gibson doesn't go. I'm going to take the under as well. I'm going to take Washington to cover and Washington to win. Um, yeah, Washington being our stream of the week, I think that has some, a lot to do with it. It's going to be thunderstorms too, so the under is definitely a good call. Um, I'm with you, Saquon. Should get hopefully he got hopefully gets the 20 carries he got last week. He's been getting good volume. I don't think you know he'll do as much as he can with it. So hopefully he gets a 100 yard day. Uh, definitely I don't think the potential for a touchdown is low, but if he gets it, that's just a plus. And yeah, that's it. What you on the Washington side? Um, whoever that that starting running back is, um, AJ or uh, Jared Patterson. AG. But it's okay, I know what you meant. But yo, isn't it just sad that we like Terry is just gone? Did you? No, well Terry, he's just gone. Like yeah, can't. it's not his fault though. I yeah, know. I know. It's just like it's crazy. Like talk about depre. There's depreciating assets and then there's vanishing <laughs> assets, right? Like you can only play so well with that many bad quarterbacks at or like <laughs> poor quarterback play. For so long. But he just vanished into thin air. <laughs> That's crazy. Like you uh, had a wide you had a wide receiver one, and then you had a wide receiver yep. two, and then you just gone. Yeah. Crazy. Um crazy. all right, let's move on to this next matchup, the second the second to last matchup of the one PM games. We've got the eight, seven, and one Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Baltimore to take on the eight and eight. Baltimore Ravens, this game has a 42-point total where the Baltimore Ravens are five-and-a-half-point favorites. In terms of injuries, Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown, both DMPs on Thursdays, on Thursday with an ankle injury. 
Um, for Pittsburgh, Deontay Johnson and Joe Hayden were both placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. Greg, where are you at with this game? Mm, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take... Mm, yeah, I'm going to take Pittsburgh to cover and Baltimore to win. Baltimore is still just a solid home team. Uh, I think Baltimore's defense gets it done. Big Ben, at least that D-line gets it done. Uh, I think the corners still are weak, so I think you know Deontay Johnson... Is in a good spot here. Chase Claypool is in a good spot, but he's definitely he's almost not playable at this point. Um, so I do like Deontay Johnson a lot. Najee Harris, of course, is our RB one, coming off one of his best games of the year for sure, as far as like running production. Uh, and on Baltimore side, I, I doubt Lamar is gonna he's gonna try, of course, but I, I doubt he's gonna be out there. So it's gonna be Tyler Huntley again. Um, two quarterback league conversation for him as well. Um, I think he's still in that. Uh, Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews. Of course, Mark Andrews has the highest upside of any pass catcher in that team. Um, and as far as the running backs, Devontae Freeman, uh, he's in play. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, the over here. I'm going to take Pittsburgh to cover. I'm going to take Baltimore to win the game here. Um, Mark Andrews, tight end one, obviously for sure. Tyler Huntley is a QB one uh, for me because of the rushing upside that he has. Uh, I think last week was more of a result of, of COVID more than anything else. Uh, on the Pittsburgh side, Najee Harris, he's my running back two this week behind only JT. Uh, Deontay Johnson, if he can go, he's a wide receiver one. Otherwise, uh, I probably look to Ray Ray McLeod to probably fill that void uh, in terms of the role that he plays within this offense of that short to intermediate after the catch uh, receiver that this, this, you know, big Ben really needs. Um, obviously a bump for Claypool and fire move in that instance as well. Uh, but I think McLeod probably is the one that fills the void. Uh, moving on to this next matchup here, we've got the 10 and six Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Cleveland to take on the seven and nine Cleveland Browns. This game has a 38 point total where the Cleveland Browns are six-point favorites. In terms of weather here, uh, we're okay. In terms of injuries, Joe Burrow, he was limited with a knee injury. Uh, also is getting some – expected to get some rest. Uh, does not expect to play on Sunday. Uh, Joe Mixon, among a few others, placed on a COVID list. Um Again, the Cincinnati Bengals are one of those teams. They don't need a whole lot here in terms of uh, they don't need any. There's there's nothing for them to play for, right? Win or lose, there's really nothing for them to play for. So not expecting them to put any of their players really at risk. On the Cleveland side, Nick Chubb, he was limited participant with the ribs and a chest injury on Thursday. Uh, Kareem Hunt, he was limited with an ankle. Uh, the Browns, are they're eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, so, they, you know, they are resting some guys like Baker Mayfield was added to injured reserve. So Case Keenum's going to start. So curious, you know, do they do that with a guy like Nick Chubb? Don't know, but we'll find out on Sunday. For But for me, uh, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take Cincinnati to cover. I will take Cleveland to win the game, though, uh, especially if Nick Chubb goes. Um, but for in terms of the fantasy side, for the Bengals, it's hard for me to trust any Bengal. Uh, you know, if. 
Samaj P. Ryan actually is starting. He goes. Um, I don't think I, I think that that's actually a good play, right? Like, I, and that's actually a really good play. Uh, someone who could be an, a volume based RB two there for you. Um, Jamar Chase, he's a guy that he could break. He broke Justin Jefferson's record, but that record is since the merger. He could break the all time rookie record. He's uh, about forty or fifty yards short of that, so. He could really do that on one play. Uh, so if you do have Jamar Chase, again, he's a guy, if he does play, is a strictly the emergency glass type player where, you know, you're kind of hoping he, he he gets that record and in the process maybe scores a touchdown or something. Um, but, again, low ceiling, um, low floor type play there. Uh, on the, on the sh- Cleveland side, it's really just Nick Chubb and that's it. Yeah, I'm going to go with the under as well. Uh, I'm going to go with Cleveland to cover and Cleveland to win. I um, think, yeah, Nick Chubb is going to hopefully dominate this game. Uh, definitely going to dominate this game. I mean, he's just been a beast. Uh, definitely was a beast on Monday night uh, against the Steelers. Um, and on the Cincinnati side, I do agree with you. Not, you know, No Joe Burrow, so it's going to be hard to trust all the pieces around him. Um, but, yeah, I think, think Jamar Chase probably wants this record, so he gets – that but yeah he could get just you know the, the the minimum amount he needs and then just go out so you never really know it's definitely a risk to have um but yeah um it's a lot of a lot of definitely low scores that's going to be this week this is why you don't play week 18 finals or week last week finals definitely why you don't do that um but with all that being said uh you know me running into some technical difficulties here at the end of this episode Let's wrap it up. Uh, we obviously broke down all the 1 p.m. games. If you want to break, if you want to hear the breakdown of the remaining games, just come back Saturday afternoon and you'll get that breakdown. Uh, either whether you listen to it on a podcast platform or on watch it on YouTube, uh, just make sure you subscribe to however it is you're listening to uh, the show, however it is you're consuming the content. Um, but yeah, we'll catch you all on Saturday. Have a good one. Uh, Enjoy some Saturday football. And we're out of here. Peace. We out.